Hello, Warriors. How are y'all doing this evening? This is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors. And to, uh, this evening is um, the uh, uh, February the uh, 3rd, 2024. And uh, it's the uh, second day of my um, African American Movie Month. At, well, <clears throat> you know, uh, yesterday I did um, the first five episodes of Lovecraft country and tonight i am doing the second half of lovecraft country country um episodes six through ten now yesterday you heard me with pastor kevin stevens and today you're hearing me with my girl marlene miller uh and my big brother from another mother jeremy covington although jeremy is here for social support for for support Social support. Moral support is what I mean. Not not social support. Moral support. Because he has not seen the show, but I put him on the podcast not knowing that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> Look, I like being here in general. I get a chance to see two of my favorite girls. And all we need is Ingrid and Constance. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, and they love you too, by the way. Constance told me to tell you hello, and she loves you, and Miss Ingrid loves you too, so. <laughs> and that makes you feel fuzzy. <laughs> uh, but, but, but yeah, um, we are talking about the uh, last uh, five episodes of Lovecraft Country, and if you guys heard yesterday's um, uh podcast uh which probably you have not because i have not i've published it but i haven't really put it on facebook yet i'll do that tomorrow so you guys probably haven't heard it (laughs) but when you guys do hear it you guys you guys will hear that um i didn't really like this show all that much uh uh, Jeremy, I really didn't. I, I, I did not like the show, but I think you should watch it anyway, because you might watch, like it. I think you will really like it, Jeremy. Because uh, Jamela, Jamela Galt, who was supposed to be on, well, she was actually supposed to be on yesterday, but then I told her I would put her on today, uh, since she, because she loves this show. She loves it. And I, I know why she loves it, because, uh, because I think she is, um, uh, she's very pro-black. That that's first so and foremost. Marlene, huh? I've you got said... an amazing conversation with Marlene. Marlene is very pro-black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying, like between Harriet Tubman and Angela Davis, shit, she might have them beat. <laughs> she's a very cerebral girl and very good conversations on black history. Did you see that post that she put up? Outstanding. You know, I, I have not been. <laughs> I have not been on Facebook because I've actually been fasting myself, Jeremy. Actually, I've been fasting myself, and I told myself not to get on Facebook. Well, I can't get on Facebook until 10 p.m. I've been uh, listen. I've been reading my Bible and praying and just getting closer to the Father. So, so I haven't been on Facebook all that much. So I apologize. I, I have not seen your, that post yet, Marlene. She's the blackest Indian I know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes. 
speaking on what I know. <laughs> that that is true. I, I I don't disagree. I do not disagree. But um no, but uh, Jamila was supposed to be on here. I hope I wish that she w- was because I would love to pick her brain about this here show. And um, but that's okay. I'll, I'll pick Marlena's brain instead. I'll pick Marlene's. I listen. I if I call you Marlena, Marlene, it's because I have a cousin named Marlene, Marlena. My, yes, my cousin's name is Marlena. And, and she actually lives in Oklahoma too. <laughs> uh, but um, so if I call you Marlena, that's why. But I know your name is Marlene, not Marlena. So, <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, this show here, I it just didn't mess real with me. As a matter of fact, the first time I tried to watch this show, I didn't uh, I didn't make it past the third episode Marlene I, I was mm-hmm. like I, I was like I, I forget it I can't even I mean I I, I did like it but I, I like I said on yesterday's episode the continuity was just everywhere the script I don't know who was writing this mess but I, I, I don't know I don't know and uh, I just um, now the acting was great the acting was great. I love the actors and actresses that, that are in it. Um, as a matter of fact, the girl the girl that plays uh, Hippolyta, she's actually doing a lot right now. She's she's becoming an in-demand uh, actress. Um, I forget that woman's name. Is it Anna, Anna Wani? I, I know it's an African name, I think. Let me pull her up. Uh, what is her name? Um, and and Wanu and Wanu Ellis Taylor, and she has like at least one or two movies coming out. Um, and uh, Wunmi Masaku, she was on um, I, I think she was on his house, on that movie his house, and I did do a podcast on that movie too. Uh, about two years ago. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I love the actors that's in the uh, in this show, and they did good with what they were given. But I I don't know. For me, it was just a letdown. Uh, what do you think about it, Marlene? Well, like I'm not I'm not super into um, science fiction too much. Mm-hmm. So like, how um. I tried to watch it from the beginning too, but then I didn't really have time to, so I skipped to just the uh, episodes that we're record, uh, talking about. Right. So I was really lost too there. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> what is this? I really did like, um, uh, episode six though. That wasn't so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as a matter of fact, um, we're going to get into that too. We're going to get into yeah. that. Um, uh, but I agree with you. I agree. And, uh, and because you didn't watch the, uh, I'm not sure how far you got, you know, when you were watching it from the beginning. Um, I'm not sure. I think I got to episode three as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 
well then uh oh then yeah you would be lost <laughs> you wouldn't you're like what why is this happening what is that and who is that <laughs> you know uh but that hopefully i can fill in the blanks with you during um blank i can fill in the blanks for you throughout this podcast did you watch all of them i did i did i finally made well you know because you know i i I was watching one through five i mean you know i'm discussing one through five and then six through ten so i i what i did was i just made myself watch it (laughs) i made myself watch it a few times i actually wound up watching it a whole bunch this week and uh and i did find aspects that i loved about it I found aspects that I hated about it, and I found aspects that I didn't love nor hate, but I liked it. You understand what I'm saying? So middle is called middle ground. Yeah, yeah. I, I found, like I said, I found some things that I really loved about it, and I found some things I really didn't, I no, I really hated about it, and then I found some some things that you know i didn't love it nor hate it i, I you know liked it so uh but the impression that this is not a very popular show well i mean marlene gave me the best synopsis i think anybody could essentially it's negroes that are time traveling and fighting a man That's <laughs> <I like>. <laughs> monsters and the man and the man you know you uh, we don't even know who the real monsters are in this uh in this show because you know you have the racist white folk you got the real the real monsters then you got the supernatural in reality let's talk about something the negroes deal with every single day we don't know who the monster is right right we have some extraterrestrial coming down like i do have a question yeah. Uh, for uh, well, actually, both both of you, um, cause, um, Jeremy, you've been in Texas way longer than I have, and and I know you you don't don't really like Texas, but do no. uh, is there um, because um, yesterday, you know, like I said, we we uh, me and Pastor Kevin, we discussed episodes one through five. Now, Jeremy, episode one, the title of the first episode is called Sundown. And and uh, now it's set in the 1950s. So that should tell you something right there. Sundown okay. in 1950. Okay. Okay, so um, my question is, because I did, uh, yesterday I said that um, Texas ha- still has a few sundown towns. Was I Absolutely. was I wrong? No, I've been to some. Okay. I've been to some. They used. To, I, I've been to to towns that they still use the term colored. Okay. Okay. So yes, there are still the town I live in. I live in Weatherford, Texas. It's a hub for the KKK. A mm. hub. Mm. It's a hub for the KKK. Not not just a pass through. Just like oh well, a few members somehow live here. No. It's a hub for the K. A few dozen members live here. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow. 
And because I, I listen, I was prepared to apologize, you know, because I didn't know because I don't know, you know, I have never been, uh, you know, I've never been to any place outside of Plano and, you know, Dallas and everything like that. And I don't plan on it, you know, well, I, I, I mean, I've been to your neck of the woods, Jeremy. I've been I, I've been to your house, but. Let, 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 let me just say this, Patrice, and this is. You are, by definition, if you look up brown sugar in the dictionary, they're going to see your picture. You're the sweetest, most non-threatening, but you're an intelligent woman. Mm -hmm. You are a forthright woman. You are a spiritual woman. I mean, you're right with God, whatever the case is. But for the most part, you're considered non-threatening by, we'll call them traditionals. Traditionals um, is another expression for racist white folks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And traditional in the sense that, you know, for them, we're not allowed to be intelligent. For them, we're not allowed to, you know, express ourselves in some kind of way if there's an action or something that's adverse against us. That's what they mean by traditional. I mean, Candace and I and my girls have been called niggas. I mean, they yelled as loud as they could with a passing speed and truck. If I didn't stop my girls from walking across the street, these hillbillies would have hit my girls mm-hmm. and shouting niggas. Right. And I count it happening at least once. I, it's got to a point where I can almost set my watch by it. In the 10 years that I've almost been, no, 12 years I've almost been in this town, it's happened at least once a year. Mm. At least once a year. I mean, so it's, by once again, traditionals. Um, right. But because you are non-threatening, so to speak, and I say non-threatening, obviously you, you're a mama bear, so if somebody threatens your kid, you know, they, they can pretty much count their days, if not yeah. minutes. But non-threatening in terms of you're not as combative, so to speak. Because it might be because you're not exposed to it as much. Me, I deal with it all the time. Right. I know Marlene deals with it all the time. Especially yeah. when it comes to registration and whatnot. I know for a fact. I mean, try to imagine a group of people coming in to where you live, saying they discovered this shit, and then all of a sudden making you register in a place you already live in. Right. Oh, yeah. That, that's psychopath. I that's mean, crazy. Who came with that. Who came up with that? So, I mean, it's 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 very. The less threatening you are, I've found. Um, the more you might like it. The more you might find white people are a lot nicer. And I'll say, I mean, I I'll be the first to admit, I'm not going to say all are bad. You know, with respect to this show, I can almost get the gist of gist of it if I read the summary. Yeah. Dealing, I mean, racism, uh, time travel. If I had to put it all together and summarize it, I, I'd simply have to say it takes a look at race, race relations in America. Yes. It takes a look at what one race has to deal with several adverse actions. We have several monsters that we have to deal with. Blacks are the most hated people in the world. They say black women are considered the most angriest women in the world. And they're the least desired, but they're the prettiest and they're the strongest of the species. Right. I mean, but they know this, and there are a lot of people that pretend they don't know what they know. Uh-huh. And that is that racism is still real. But the person that says, really? That still happens? The first question yeah. I'm going to ask you is, if, if somebody is dumb enough, and I'll say this on the podcast, I don't give a shit. You can have a burning cross in front of my damn house right now. If somebody's dumb enough to say, that's still happening, you're in denial. Yeah. You're denying. Yeah. Because this, the shit didn't stop because Obama got elected, okay? The no. shit definitely didn't stop when Clarence Thomas got elected. It didn't. 
Mm-hmm. And if you're going to pretend that it just stopped all of a sudden because America changed and you voted a black man in, that yeah. man went through hell when he was in office. And oh, yeah. half the time, it wasn't even about his politics. It's about a black man being in the most powerful position in the world. Oh, yes. Yes, most definitely. But but people won't admit it. There's three questions I will always ask three, when I'm in a discussion with somebody that is bold, brave enough or educated enough to have a discussion with me when it comes to race. And it would certainly relate to this show. The first question is, what does racism look like? The second question I would ask a person after I ask what does racism look like, what is your last account of racism or experience with racism? Then the third question I always ask, which is the period to the sentence is, would you trade places with me? All right. three questions go unanswered. And all of a sudden, I either find white people backpedaling and they don't want to answer the question. They simply do not want, because they know those are three questions that are very difficult to answer, and they immediately do not deny that racism exists. They have to accept the fact that it, it very much recall the last time. And they said, well, can you recall the last time? Motherfucker, I can tell you some shit happened to me today. Sorry, bad words. I'm sorry, young prince. Bad words. Excuse my... Excuse my... You're not looking at it right. Again, it goes back to the third question. Since you think it's so easy, would you trade places with me? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wouldn't really... I, uh, would you trade... It's an easy question. If life is so easy, would you trade places with me? And the answer is always no. no. Or it's a joke like, oh yeah, I trade places with you from the bottom half. The fact that you can joke about this and try and joke when I'm asking you a serious question simply means you're deflecting and diverting. And if you Mm -hmm. have to deflect and divert, that proves my point. You don't want to delve or you don't want to talk about a situation that you personally do not have to deal with day in and day out. Right. Right. And it's the truth, you know. uh, and Marlene, uh, does the sundown, uh, I mean, does the sundown towns still exist in Oklahoma? Baby, they got a registry. What does that tell you? Oh. They, um, there is some places that I know that I wouldn't want to go to um, at night. Um, right. Especially nowadays, too, we have these, um, we have our tribes have uh, tribal tags. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to, uh, like my tribe is Seminole Nation. They want you to stay in Seminole ca- uh, County. If you go outside the county, they can pull yeah. you over and give you tickets for that. Like, Oh, gosh. Yeah. So you got some people that either they want to make their quota or they just want to be dicks, you know, just right. pull you over. Right. Basically, it's a modern-day modern entrapment, internment camp. Mm. So yeah, yeah. There's there's towns like that here too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I mean I I was talking about this with Pastor Kevin yesterday, and I said, well, I don't want to be wrong. If if I am, I will apologize publicly. But I could I see see now that I'm not. I wasn't wrong at all for saying that saying Absolutely. that so yeah 
we just got to get it together. It, it is 2024. We have got to get it together. It's time for us to just love one another and unite with each other. Stop pushing each other away. We are not in the 1950s, which is where, you know, uh, this show was set. You know, this show was set in the 50s. So, of course, they have to deal with that. And it, it pains me that, that we have to deal with it. It pains me that that Jeremy's girls, who is only, what, what, uh, your girls are how old, Jeremy? 13 and 10. Yeah, 13 and 10. 13 and 10-year-olds should not have to still be dealing with this, listeners. Oh, they just shouldn't. You got to keep in mind. There are three students when my my my, uh, my child's on the lease, the oldest, the thirteen year old. The first private school that she went to, the teachers weren't any better. There was a history teacher that didn't do know didn't know who Angela Davis was because they said dress up like a person in history. And she said, "Oh, she looks so good, you know. Who are, who are you supposed to be?" I looked at that woman dead now with a taco neck and said, "Wait a minute." What, what subjects do you teach again? History? How are you? And obviously she gets mad, but get mad at your damn self for being ignorant. Are you a history teacher and don't know who the hell Angela, Angela Davis, Davis is? Heck, I even know who Angela Davis is. <laughs> even with feminists, even with, even with feminine rights or women's rights, you should at least mm-hmm. know who she is. And, but that just goes to show. They, they only study what is convenient for them. But again, when history is written in the eyes of the victor, which I think, if I didn't know any better, there's a reason why this show takes place in the 1950s, probably before Board Brown v. versus Board of Education, which obviously was a landmark that separate is not equal. Just before that happened, just before the civil rights occurred, there's a key reason why I bet this show exists for that reason. And it probably dig, digs deep into that and somehow somewhere whether it's subtly or it's overtly actually you know what they didn't go into that but they did go um episode nine and we, we're gonna get into all of this but um episode nine is about the Tulsa fire the burning Tulsa. of Tulsa yeah Oklahoma Tulsa yep. Greenwood district the Black Wall Street commonly yep and then uh episode uh is it seven or eight, Marlene, where they talk about Emmett Till? Yep. Um, that is eight. Yep, episode eight, I believe. Yep, episode eight. eight. Uh, as Emmett Till has just passed on, because it's set in, in Chicago. It is set in Chicago. And so we all know that Emmett Till, you know, uh, goes off to Mississippi, but they brought his body back to Chicago. Yeah. And he has a best friend there, and she's um, she the story um, that takes place in episode eight is actually about her. But we'll get we'll um, we'll get into all that. Um, my first question for the uh, uh, and guys, we are like twenty three minutes in, and we still <laughs> have not asked one question about the movie but, but, about but the show. Getting good, sweetie. I mean. <laughs> I wish you had people that can call in. 
I do too. Is that nut job talking right now? <laughs> like, get that dude Jeremy off your show, Latrice. <laughs> and tell me where that caller is and where he's calling from. When you hear Screechy, when you hear Screechy, if he's in Fort Worth, if you hear Screechy tires, hey, what the hell are you doing in my house? <laughs> uh, so, the, okay, the first question for you, Mark. Yes, that and my listeners probably already know Jeremy Covington is crazy. Okay, (laughs) the stroke has not changed that. (laughs) Not the one. Um, uh, the first question for you, Marlene, is um, what is your favorite episode out of the first five episodes? I mean, out of the I'm sorry, out of the uh, last five episodes from six to ten what is your uh favorite episode uh episodes oh you said what episode what six oh six okay meet me at the daigu yeah yeah yep yep and what why was that one your uh favorite um i really like the story and like I said, it was also like the really the first one I watched all the way through since the first three. Yeah. And then uh, um, how she was pretty much a succubus. That it was so gory. Too. I was just like, wow, mm-hmm. so great. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I can't believe she did that ninety or a hundred times or ninety nine times. I know, right? I, I was. Then, there. I mean, it seemed like even though she was a monster, it seemed like she would have got tired. <laughs> it seemed like her tentacles sort of fell off or something. Because ninety-nine times, woo, Jesus. Tentacles. Yeah, she yeah, was she, a monster. She'd, she'd have tentacles coming out of every orifice, like her eyes, her nose. Yeah, she her was ears. a what's it called? A kumaho. Yeah. She was a kumaho, so look that up, Jeremy. <laughs> a kumaho? A kumaho? Like, ho is yeah. lady of the street? No, like, K-U-M-I-H-O. It's a Chinese word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was, but it was a reason. It's because she was... Uh, a demon or um, her mom had um, transferred a demon soul into her it's something like that I, I don't yeah. know <laughs> look <laughs> but I will yeah, say cracking me up not being able to really talk. <laughs> like every other one you all just come with complete confidence like horror movie scholar this one you just scratching the head like you know what? Fuck it. We just gonna go by the. You know what? Hey. hey Listen. What we gonna say? I. Just tell me <laughs> Listen. This here show will do that to you, okay? When you watch it, Jeremy, you're gonna be like, oh, okay. You know what? You're gonna I'll be, be scratching your head too. Head. I've been looking for a new show to watch for Candace, so we're going to see what's up. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you. Just don't watch it with the babies. Do not watch it with especially. No, no, they're not allowed to watch that. I did, okay. 
have a sidebar is the quick sidebar. I hope this is a quick sidebar. So you all remember um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you all remember when Large Marge, you know, obviously she changed her face, contorted her face and all that, and scared like the absolute shit out of everybody when they were kids? Oh, yeah. I didn't scare. I laughed. And I wanted to see. I did too. I laughed. My baby girl. I wanted to see if my baby girl was really my baby girl, my really my daughter. I showed her that this was back last December, uh-huh. whatever the case. Maybe it was early January. I showed her that, like the the the, the whole story telling the large march. Do you know this little girl just looked and just said, "That's it." Didn't even move. Didn't flinch. I said, yes, that's my daughter. That's a scary ass girl because she didn't. She didn't move. What well, from, from the stories you tell, Jeremy, I'm scared of her. So, <laughs> you know, this imp didn't even move her face. Nothing. She just. <laughs> She's like, hmm, okay. No, she just looked at it and said, "What's wrong with her face, Daddy?" And gave me back the phone. No. Now, chance. now no, let her. Let her watch The Shining, okay? Because, listen, The Shining was not scary to me. The Shining was scary, especially. No, it was scary. He's like... <laughs> he, di- he died so... funniest way possible. And the face he made at the end of it was just... I lost it when I saw him. All right. Well, listen. I, which I was just asking, would you do that? Would you do? Is that is that bad? Oh, for, for for the PB Herman? No. I mean, yeah. it's PB Herman. Like, that was a that was a family show and a family movie. It was supposed to my, be anyway. I... <laughs> well, not that scene. My thirteen-year-old just kind of said, "Like, ugh." And she ugh. just said, "What?" Daddy, 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 what's wrong with her? But this is a sidebar of what's appropriate to show your kids, but no, I'm not going to show my kids. No, 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 no. Uh, Well, we're going to take a little break, and when we get back, I will explain explain why uh, the sixth episode, along with you, Marlene, is my favorite episode, too. So we'll be right back after this. After a word from our sponsors. Do you guys love horror toys? Are you a horror collector? Well, there's a store in Allen, Texas named Elm Street Toys that sells all things horror. You can buy action figures, Chucky dolls, board games, and even air freshener. Elm Street Toys is ridiculously inexpensive. You guys can get a Mezco 172 Collective Halloween 2 Michael Myers for $89.99 off of their website. Their website is www.elmstreettoys.com. If you guys can't make it into into the store, you guys can definitely go on their website and shop until you drop. Again, the name is Elm Street Toys. The location is Allen, Texas. And if you guys cannot get to the store, the website 
is www.elmstreettoys.com. Enjoy your horror toys. All right, Warriors, we are back from our break. Uh, yeah, so Marlene, my favorite episode was uh, episode six, too. And it, it didn't, it wasn't my favorite episode at first. At first, I was like, what in the heck? Why are we, uh, why are we in Korea right now? And why are, who is this woman? And why, you know, just why? That's why are we here? I mean, I, this it could have been a standalone show. That's that's what it sound seemed like to me, a standalone. But yeah. uh it I mean it wasn't my least favorite episode, but it wasn't my favorite episode either. Uh but uh but after my third time watching it, uh I I I didn't, let's see, at first I didn't see how this related to this, to the storyline, but then, you know, I thought back to the phone call that uh, Tick made to her at the end of the first episode. I re remember she said, you shouldn't have went home. And, and, and that's what this episode was about. It was about how they met and how you know, and who she was and what she was. And um, because at the end of um, episode five, uh, Tick calls her again. And he was like, how did you know? What are you? You know, and so episode six mm -hmm. answered that question. So, so I did come to actually love it. And now... It's my second favorite episode out of the uh, out of the last five episodes. It's, it's my second favorite episode. Uh, let's see. And uh, okay, so uh, my second question, uh, Marlene, is out of the last five episodes, which episode did you like the least? Um, episode seven, I am. Uh, it got really weird. Like I, yeah, it got really science fictiony. I was like, "What is going on?" But that's also where there's a lot more space travel there. Exactly. Um, I did like the village part though, when she got to the village of all the yeah. women. Mm -hmm. That part was pretty cool. Yeah, but, that reminded yeah. me of the uh, the woman king. Have you seen that? Mm -mm. Yeah, that was a good movie, actually. Uh, it was Viola yeah, Davis. Really good. It was Viola a really Davis. good movie. But but that's what that scene reminded me of. Yeah, that part was pretty cool. But yeah, that that whole episode that that was also really like confusing me when I was watching it. I was like, what what is this? What <laughs> yeah. is going on? Yeah, I'm, it, not I'm just watching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the time travel. I I, I don't really I. I as much as I love um, Back to the Future, I don't like it because of the time travel. 
<laughs> I do not like time travel. I, I just don't. I, it, it goes over my head. I'm like, what? Huh? Yeah, I couldn't even. Re- as much as I love the Flash, I love the Flash that that came on CW. I think they took it off the air now, but but um, the Flash that came on CW, I love that show. I hated the time travel uh, part of it. Hated it. You hated the time travel part of the Flash? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. I I I I just don't like it. I that's, do not like that's, time that's travel. That's the crux of that, sweetie. That's 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 the. The the um flashpoint. Flashpoint yes. is the crux of the flash itself. I mean it really it, it puts going back in the past and going going through flashpoint changed several history several points in history and several time threads and several earths. That is a huge it, yeah, I know it's a huge storyline. But I just didn't I it's kinda just like, you know, like back to the future. I love it, but and, and even in, in this series, because like I said, episode nine shows us the Tulsa, Oklahoma fire uh, or the burning. And um, and so they have to go back in t- time to receive a book. Uh, uh, what's it called? The Book of Names. Book of Names, yeah. Yeah. And see, Jeremy, this is why you have to watch the shows. <laughs> so I won't have to explain. Okay. But... But but yeah, um, they have to um, go back in time because the book had got burned up with um, with um, Tick's mother's relatives, and so they had to go back to retrieve it before it could get burned up. But I don't it, see the rule is. Uh, the rule for time tra- travel is, and listeners, I know if, if y'all have seen any time traveling movie, you guys already know that the rule is you cannot talk to anybody about the future because because it could change things. And see, that's what I don't like. I'm like, okay, so paradox, time paradox. Yeah, if you go back and you tell somebody like, oh don't go here because you're going to get killed and they don't go there and you know and it can mess things up i'm like yeah i just have a headache right now (laughs) so so yeah (laughs) it's not that bad sweetie (laughs) listen i was i was i just describing this gave me a headache okay I, yeah, I know. It's kind of like, it's like the, the movie Terminator. How does he go back to give birth to who he was only to meet himself to send him back? I mean, exactly. Yeah. yeah and, and, and I love Terminator. I love the Terminator. I, I mean, I love that movie to pieces, but and darn it. Old and realized it made no, no freaking, freaking sense. sense. Well, exactly. It's like talking to somebody that's in Gen Z. Makes no sense. <laughs> every time I talk, to, every time I talk to somebody in Gen Z, about thirty-seven seconds into it, I realize I'm talking to a freaking idiot. Uh, yes, <laughs> I mean, to a freaking idiot. I mean, they're they're just too young, too young-minded, too young-minded. So, 
So yeah. Well, that's not what I was gonna say, but <laughs> what I was gonna say probably shouldn't be said, you know, over the over the airways. Yes, please podcast, just but. don't say it, Jerry. Just don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, but um, but my least favorite episode actually is the last episode. I did not like the last episode, and let me explain why I didn't like the last episode. For all of you that have seen it, uh, was that a shot against me? <laughs> no, it wasn't actually. Uh, because I know a lot of people haven't seen it, a lot of people have, uh, haven't seen it, and a lot of people that did see it don't like it. Uh, I, I was, um, watch, um, watching, I was looking through, um, the IMDb's, um, message boards about this move uh, about this show and a lot of the, it, it's like kind of like what you said earlier uh jeremy it is not a popular show at all a lot right. of people did not like this show oh my goodness the 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 messages on the boards that i read whoo yeah i i kind of felt sorry for lovecraft country after reading them <laughs> I was like, dang, they really didn't like it. And then, uh, and then, you know, a lot of people have not seen it either. So, well, but it depends on what space it's in, too. I mean, if you look at a movie like Tell, um, Emmett, the, the Emmett Tell movie, for example, it didn't do well at the box office. Well, for multiple reasons. One, it, it really makes a horrible picture of the South, which a horrible and accurate picture. Second, they put up the chill advertising. So as long as you put up the advertising, like the little the banners, the marquees, mm -hmm. dashboard work in certain movies, you're paying advertising dollars for that. Weatherford was infamous. They put up the advertising in one of the main theaters we had, but they didn't show the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they actually had tips. And they, it was a big one. It was a big show with Emmett Till hugging his mom for the last time, if, if you recall seeing that. But they had the poster in there, but they didn't have the movie in there. Right. I wonder why. You know, right. Well, you just, you, you just explained how Weatherford is a, you know, hub for the KKK. So. But it, it's about audience. I mean, yeah. some people who aren't, I mean, even if this is a good show, depends on who's watching it. Again, even if it was a good show or made sense or had strong continuity, so to speak, as opposed to what was weird, I still don't think it would be a popular show because, again, the picture that it paints. No one in this day and age, especially, no one wants to talk about racism. They think it's already over. Yeah, and it's, it's not. It's just not. Yeah, it's, it's not. not. But, um, uh, but yeah, uh, let's see. Um, Do you think that could be a reason why I was poorly received? I think so. I, I think um, I think a lot of people didn't get um, the message, you know, that was you know trying to convey in in the series. And I also think that you know, because uh, a lot of the complaints was about how racist the white people were you know th there were no redeemable white people 
Well, let me tell you, and I can have to interject. So I'm sure you've seen at least one Tuskegee Airmen movie or one movie about the Tuskegee Airmen or read about them, right? I, I've read about them, yes. I haven't seen the movie yet. Okay, so my father flew with them. You know that, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Okay. When he saw the movie, my father almost chuckled and laughed. Mm-hmm. And you know what is you know one of his um, <clears throat> one of his responses to the movie. No matter how racist you saw that person, or when whatever racism that you read about, my father simply said they were being nice. Mm-hmm. They were being nice. Meaning, it was a hell of a lot worse. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. they basically had to, in either books and writings, soften, soften the writing and soften the actual scenes, sequences, and whatnot. Just well, so, just they so don't do that on this show. <laughs> they don't no, soften. I'm saying, like, but I'm just saying, like, they had to soften, mm-hmm. soften it, just so they can capture an audience. because. Shit, there's some white people be slapping the hell out of each other. I can't believe you did that. All right. Even there. Like, I can't believe this. Believe it. Mm-hmm. Believe it, it. My father told me, said, I mean, this is traumatized. This is, they They were not. They mm. were nice compared to what they're, what they're saying. I mean, so this, this is a show. It's about drama. It's about highlighting, so to speak. But if they highlight the truth, I'm sure, one, if they gave the real truth, and just gave it to you straight like medicine, the show would be that much more unpopular. I oh, think yeah. they just found a way to try and lighten it up mm-hmm. if I had to interject. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so yeah, my uh, least favorite episode was um, nine, I mean, not nine, ten, the last episode. Uh, because, um, well, because Tick dies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want Tick to die. You know, I, I thought Tick should have lived. And that's another um that's another thing that me and um uh, Pastor Kevin were talking about on yesterday. Um how they didn't leave and Mar- Marlene out um I'll ask your opinion on this too. Uh we didn't think that they left any room for a season two. I can understand why they didn't do a season two, okay? Because this this show was all over the dang place, you know? And it was like they didn't know what they wanted to do from episode to episode. Uh, now, they, but, but the real thing of it is that they, they didn't leave themselves room for episode two. They actually, uh, there is no cliffhanger on this series, uh, in my opinion. Mar- Marlene, what's your opinion on that? Do you think that they left room for a season two? Uh, I mean, even though it was canceled, do you think that it would have been canceled anyway? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know where they would go from there anyways afterwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, even if they did something with Dee's character, you know, because Dee has that, you know, that arm since her arm was withered, you know, uh, her mom made that um, robotic arm for her, and she killed Christine. So she killed the only enemy that would, you know, like I told Pastor uh, last night, 
they would have to make a whole new cast for there to be a second season. They would. They would have to create a whole new cast. So, uh, so the tenth episode was my least favorite episode because Tick dies, and uh, um, and also um, apparently Ruby died too. So, so I was like, uh, yeah, y'all are just ugh. First, y'all killed off my boy George, and now y'all killing off Tick. That's just I, that's just too much. Yeah, heck no, you heck no, y'all ain't gonna get a second season. You crazy? Maybe they're setting up for a revamp. Uh, at this point, that that's the only thing that they could do. Was there anything good about this show, ladies? Anything? The acting was good. Okay. Yeah, acting's pretty good. The okay. acting was awesome, actually. Janae Smollett killed it. And um, uh, uh, Jonathan Majors, he was good. You know, uh, Michael K. Problems. Williams. Jonathan Major's got problems now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he does. He he really does. <laughs> Poor he guy. Poor guy. But um, uh, but yeah. Um. Okay, so um, uh, Marlene. Uh, let's see. My next question is. Who is your favorite character in your least favorite episode? How do you say her name? Hippo. Hippolyta. Hippolyta. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Even though I didn't understand the whole episode, she still did pretty good. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she is like, well, what doing whatever's going on. Um. <laughs> yeah, but at least uh, you might not have understood what was going on because I didn't either. But at least she played the part well. She played right. the part where you could be like, she's a good actress. If if she yeah. if she's keeping you engaged, because I wasn't, I, I was like you, I was engaged, even though I did not. Uh, like you again, I did not understand a, what was going on, but she kept you engaged, and that's a good actress. Yeah, that's what a good actress does. She could she'll read the script and be like, like what the hell is this? But but then she'll you know she'll kill it, or he, you know. Yeah, so I I agree with you. Uh, but my favorite character in the last episode, because, because remember the last episode is my least favorite, but my favorite character in the last episode is Dora, which is Tick's mother. And, uh, it's only because she reminds me a lot of me, you know, she really loved, uh, her son. Remember she, she took his hand and she said, let me look at you, baby. And, you know, Dora was already dead. Uh, Dora, uh, uh, they had um, summoned her from a, a spell book, Jeremy. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but you know, but even so, you could tell us that she loved her son, you know, and she was getting them ready to be the sacrifice. 
So, uh, I also like Liddy in this episode too, which is Janae Smollett, another great actress. Uh, I loved her in this one. She was just so fierce uh, in this episode. All right, so uh, Marlene, who is your least favorite character in your least favorite episode? Um, the, my least favorite character in my least favorite episode? Yep. I didn't really have one on that one. Um, I kind of misunderstood. I I thought uh, you had asked like, what who's my least favorite character in my favorite episode? Oh, say, oh yeah. Well, well, sure. You could do that one. Who who was your least favorite character in your uh, favorite episode? Probably the the mom, uh, Jinyu or Jin, Jenna or however you pronounce her name, the Korean girl. Her mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because I already felt bad for her anyway because, like, how she was never going to find love and her mom kept telling her that, too. She's like, oh, you don't even know what love is. Right. You're never going to experience love. You're a monster. Right. A monster yeah. that she created. That's the only thing I didn't like about episode six. She kept saying, oh, you're a monster, but you are the one who put that demon inside of her in the first thing place. Right. Oh, it really was. Yeah, she was. That's <laughs> called narcissism, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. But um, okay. So I do have a question for you, um, uh, Marlene. I and again, I wish Jamola was here because I really would like to hear her opinion on this. But um, okay. Uh. Now, uh, um, you saw episodes one to three, and mm -hmm. then, but then you had um, watched the episodes six to ten. Yeah. Okay. I was going all the way through, but like I got caught up on time, so I just right. I just didn't right. recovering. Right, and I understand that. Okay, so but you get the gist of the. I'm sure you got the gist of um, of Ruby and Letitia's characters and their relationship. I'm sure you got the gist mm -hmm. of it. Now, my question to you is, because I have my own opinion, and, and you, guys, uh, uh, you guys will hear it um, on the um, podcast when I um, publish it. But, okay, so do you think that Ruby was jealous of Letitia? Maybe a little bit. Why? Because she's like light complected. You know, I I think that Ruby was jealous of her not only because she was light um, complected. I think she was jealous of her because she could do things that she could not. Letitia could do things that Ruby could not because she was darker and because she was overweight. Like uh, yeah, she had, she had a lot of complex about herself for sure. Yes, yes. Uh, and um, and and that shows through in episode five, actually, Marlene. You should really check out episode five. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably try. I didn't know if I really wanted to rewatch this, but like I was like, I might just have to just go through all of it again because maybe that's why I didn't really also care for it too much either because I did not know what was going on. Right, right. Because uh, um, uh, and like I said, because I the first time. I didn't get past um, episode three. So I was like, oh, Lord, do I really want to watch this again? Because I didn't even get past episode three. And so, so I just said, okay, Latrice, you know, you put it on the schedule and you did that for a reason. So <laughs> you're going to go ahead and sit down and watch this. And I did. And, um, and what I got from it from you know, from Ruby and Letitia's relationship, I got that Ruby was jealous of Letitia. Um, yeah. So, and and also, I just want to say something about um because, and I'm sure, uh, well, well, yeah, 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 because that happened in um episode seven, I believe. You uh, find out that um montrose is gay right yeah so uh and he's with um sam and now and and again yesterday i um i um got i went into a a a, a thing about Sam cheating on Montrose because um, in the first episode, you know, you see uh, Sam, you know, letting something be done to him, you know, and it's not by Montrose. It was by another man. So apparently Sammy was cheating on Montrose. But I also have an alt with that whole uh relationship because i think think that sammy ought to be ought to have been included in what was going on at the end of the series i mean he was montrose's man so i think that sammy should have been involved we never see sammy again after the um seventh episode so it seems like that they just had him in there to establish Montrose being gay, which, which you know is no you know it's no problem, but at least have Sammy do something, you know. I I don't know I don't know. I just think it was a wasted. They wasted that relationship. You know what I mean, Marlene? Mm-hmm. They wasted that. I mean, Sammy could have been a part of. I mean, of what was going, you know, what was going on. And uh, uh, yeah, and that's my two cents about it. <laughs> what do you um think about that, Marlene? Um, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, thinking about that like when I watched the episode earlier when his dad caught him and was uh, swatting him uh -huh. he's like you want to put, put flowers in your hair you right. want to print in mirror yeah and maybe that's why uh, you know they were just um, you know 
letting us know that uh, Montrose, why Montrose has trust issues and guilt issues and, you know, all this uh, uh, self-hatred issues, you know. Mm -hmm. And he projected all of that onto Tick, which is why he would beat Tick and, you know, talk to him any kind of way. Yeah, it, it, uh, it, uh, yeah, Big Brother, this is, uh, it, even though it's a crazy show, it's a very deep show as well. Like it, I'm trying. I'm trying to pull some information that's going to make this desirable to watch. You know, I have to listen. See, young ladies, and I'm thinking, yep, it's really good. I'm really bad. I'm going to end up scratching my head. And next time on the podcast, if I sit there and look quiet with my mouth shut, you know why? You know why? I'm just going to be like, what, what, what did you have me watch, girls? And yep, what that's exactly what you're going to be asking us. Yep. All right. It's time to take another little break. So when we get back, uh, Mar Marlene, I'll be asking, uh, what is your favorite scene in episode eight? And we will be right back after this. <laughs> yes, it was a quick break. Hello, warriors. We are back. And uh, uh, okay, my next question is, uh, Marlene, what is your favorite scene in episode eight? <laughs> okay, this is gonna sound crazy, but it's that <clears throat> it's that weird sex scene between Ruby and William when she turns white. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, they're they're you know they're getting it on, and her flesh is coming off, and it's all bloody, and uh, it was just one of the grossest things I've ever seen. Yeah, I, like that was just all got my mm -hmm. attention. <laughs> it was it was so weird. I was just watching. I was like, oh my god, Ugh. yeah, because she didn't want it. She didn't want. She didn't want to make love to him as a black woman because of what happened to Emmett. Yeah. So he gave he gave her the portion the potion that could turn her white. Yeah, and I don't know. It was just weird. It, so it was. Well, yeah. It was, and it was so bloody and gore. I don't know. I've seen a lot of gore, but yeah, that really that, that messed you up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, uh, this episode, I mean, uh, is a very sad episode with what happened to the very real Emmett Till, you know, Yeah. and, uh, but my favorite scene is when, when D and I could, I, I'll just tell you right now, the girl that plays D, I, I, I don't know her name. I'll have to look up her name, but. Uh, she did phenomenally in this episode. She was phenomenal. Uh, Jade Jada Harris, that's her name. Jada Harris. I got it right. My Google's right here. But um, Jada did so well in this episode. Uh, I got to give it to her. 
um, uh, when she uh, when she saw the two girls laughing, and she just became enraged. She was like, "Ain't nothing to laugh about." And she threw the rocks at them, you know, like, stop laughing. You know, my best yeah. friend has just been murdered. You know, you will not laugh. You know, how dare you laugh? You know, she didn't say all that, but her acting conveyed that, you know. And and I just, I loved it. I love it. Um, from from that to, to when she got, um, uh, I, I guess, kind of cursed. Cause the two little uh, girl, the two little uh, dead girls was after her because the cop had put a curse on curse on her or whatever, and um, is she did well with that? Uh, I I love the part where she, where she goes to confront them and she's like, "What did y'all do to me?" and and you know and and it freaking stinks in here and. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I, just, I just love that little girl in that episode so yeah uh okay so what is your least favorite scene in episode nine which is the Tulsa fire yeah that's what i wrote the the mob scene and the fire scene mm-hmm. um you know when everything was going down i was just like oh my gosh yep it was horrible it was freaking mm. horrible to watch so I know that it was freaking horrible to go through you know mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine could not imagine and don't want to imagine right okay so out of the 6 to 10 episodes uh, which episode was the scariest, in your opinion? I put uh, episode eight. It was all around pretty creepy. Yeah, those, those dead girls following D was pretty creepy looking. It kind of reminded me of um, that show or that movie, uh, Us. Uh-huh. And then... Um, Um. Yeah, I, I just went with episode eight. I thought that was definitely. Yeah, yeah. Now, see me. I I said, uh, if I was uh somebody who was just seeing this show for the first time and I wasn't really into scary movies or scary TV shows like that, I think I would be scared uh, of six and ten. Uh, because of the the monsters, the uh, because of the monster that the girl turns into in six, and then with ten, with uh, and she turns into the monster again, too, in t- in uh, in the last episode, and um, and and with the sacrifice, with the sacrifice of Tick, you know, I think that would scare me as well. If I, you know. If I hadn't seen this show at all, or if I wasn't into, you know, horror TV shows. Uh, okay. All right. So my last question, how does Lovecraft Country pertain to the Bible? And yesterday, um, me and um, Pastor Kevin were talking about, um, 
we were talking about the occult. And, uh, and, you know, and how, you know, God looks down on that. He does not want us to, um, to be anywhere near the occult. And, uh, and of course, you know, it all goes back to, um, Leviticus 20, Leviticus chapter 20, verse six. If a person turns to mediums and necromancers whoring after them, I will set my face against that person and will cut him off from among his people. And uh, now that's not the scripture I used for yesterday. Uh, so, uh, but uh, of course, this scripture really, you know, is the epitome. Uh, uh, it, it is. It lets you know right there that god does is not pleased with the occult or with witchcraft of any kind uh, so that's what i got from that uh marlene how about you uh how does it pertain to the bible in your opinion um hold on a second all right you probably got some good notes. <laughs> oh, your room is so pink. Um, the notes I got, <clears throat> it said, um, I didn't actually get any scriptures, but I was just reading about Lovecraft himself. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, now, Pastor Kevin said that he was racist. Yeah, well, he said he was a strong, uh, what, what did I write? He was anti-religious atheist. Oh, he, considered okay. he considered religion not merely fall, uh, false, but dangerous to social and political progress. It says racism was, after all, center of how Lovecraft wrote horror. His stories overflow with dusky-hued monsters Black bodies subjected to Frankenstein experiments and white men killing themselves at the faintest hint of a non-white ancestor. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, um, he was pretty racist. That, I didn't really get to finish my notes, but that's what I got on that part. So he did have, he did use um what was going on at the time too and mm -hmm. his own um non-religious beliefs <laughs> right 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 and, and you could kind of tell i mean uh throughout the show you could kind of tell that um uh you know uh he was kind of not non-religious you know you could mm -hmm. you could tell that now I'm not sure if um, the writer of this show 
is non-religious or not. I didn't. Um, I know um, the writer or the creator of the show is uh, Misha Green, but I have not done any research on her or anything like that. So, and I'm not sure if she's. Um, well, I'm sure she's done some things that I have heard of or and maybe even watched, but. Um, but yeah, I haven't. Uh, aside outside of this show, though, I have not heard anything about her. So, yeah, neither of us. So, but uh, well, I don't have any more questions, but I do have five fun facts to share. Uh, let me get the. Let me get them out. Okay, so my first fun fact is uh, Jamie Chung, who play, who plays um, Gi, uh, uh, the Korean woman, right. or I should say the Korean monster. <laughs> uh, Jamie Chung said in an inter interview that she had no problem being completely naked for her very first nude scene in episode six of the first season. Because physical physicality uh, is so important to her character, but she joked that she still doesn't want her parents to watch it. She specifically told them, "I'm so proud of my work, but please, for the love of God, just don't watch it." <laughs> That's funny. Uh, my fun fact number two is it was filmed. At Marietta High School, Marietta, Georgia. Um, my fun fact number three is um, it was partially filmed at White Pines State Park um, near Mount Morris, Illinois. And my fun fact number four is um, in season one, episode nine, Rewind 1921. Jernay Smollett got too close to the fire and burned her arm. And after she finished the take and ran off the set, Misha Green made her go to the hospital. And my fun fact number five is in March 2021, TikTok user uh, Myra posted a video about being hired as an extra to play a younger version of a character for a photo prop because her facial structure matched the other um, actress playing the older character. She did not mention the actress or the character, but she got upset because makeup artists darkened her skin to match the darker skin tone of the actress. She said she had no idea they were going to do that and wouldn't have accepted the job if she had known. And now we move on to the cast and crew that has passed away, and there is only one. Michael K. Williams, who plays Montrose. Uh, 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 he died of a drug overdose. And at... Uh, yeah, yesterday I actually went further. I um, you know, said all the drugs that was found in his system. So if you guys want to hear that, you know, you have to go 
to the episode where I talk about the first five episodes. Um, but um, he died of a drug overdose on September 6, 2021, and he was 54 years old. And he was a darn good actor. Gone too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, and I have some group of reactions to, to share. Uh, let me get to them. Here. All right. Okay, so my uh, for the Gruber's reaction uh, question, I said, um, I wrote, Hey, everyone, have any of you seen this crazy yet thought-provoking sci-fi horror dramatic show, Lovecraft Country? If you have seen it, what's your favorite episode? What's your least favorite episode? Who's your favorite character? And who's your least favorite character? And I got four comments. Um, the uh, Michael Cooler says... He still hasn't watched it. Aha. So Jeremy, you're you're vin- uh you're vindicated. He says, I still haven't watched it, but my sister says it's pretty good. Uh Leah McLaughlin says, Yes, I think the first and final episodes were the best. The episode with Bobo's funeral, uh, which is Emmett Till, Bobo was his nickname. Uh the episode with Bobo's funeral was probably my least favorite, just because it was so sad. And she says, I think Ruby was probably my favorite character. Her arc was so complex. And Christina was my least favorite. She was stealing Tick's heritage and could have done something to help Black people, but never did. Just wanted to keep the awful status quo. And she ma- manipulated Ruby. Yes, she did. We didn't talk about that, but she did. Re- but see, it was easy to, in my op- in my op- opinion, it was easy for Christina slash William because Christina and William are the same person, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy is going to get a kick out of this. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, I, I can see it now. <laughs> They're the same person. But it was easy for Ruby to be manipulated because of the jealousy she had for Letitia. Uh, okay, but um, and uh, my third uh, Gruber's reaction is Carlos L. Gran. He says, such a great show. He said, I'm super disappointed another network didn't pick it up after HBO dropped it. I, I I can see why they wouldn't and why they didn't. Uh, Netflix could have, because, I mean, Netflix, they're good for shows like that. You know, uh, look, look at what they did for Manifest. They, they brung it back from the dead. I mean, I think now they've canceled it. <laughs> they canceled, I think it's been canceled again. But they did re-resurrect Manifest because Manifest came on Channel 4 before Netflix got a hold of it. 
So uh, you just never know. They might can do something. They might can salvage um, Lovecraft Country. But they'll probably have to use a whole different cast. Because for this season, they just left nowhere. There's nowhere for them to go. The enemy has been destroyed. Uh, uh, you know, so, yeah, that's my take on it anyway. Well, guys, we have come to the end of the po podcast. Uh, Jeremy, I thank you for sticking around anyway, because uh, your input was actually really, really important, in my opinion, you know, uh, due to the race issue, you know, because... Mm -hmm you uh, you know you go through it every single day you know uh and i don't it's not my reality as a matter of fact uh um i'm always um praising christopher's school because all of his teachers are white and all of them love him to death or i should say love him to life and that's, that's beautiful yeah it, it is and, and but i also know that that's not everybody's reality you you know well, what i'm saying well, i know I that i will say this the thing that and it's my hope because unfortunately i my daughters love the school they're going to they've got good teachers hell one of one of her teachers went to the hospital and visited me mm -hmm. with her husband and offered, you know, anything that needs fixing around the house that maybe you normally do. There are some good people. Uh, but I'll say this like anything else. You know, there's good people everywhere. The problem that I have ultimately is, it's, in, in, in my opinion, it's not enough. If you've got, you know, a 30% ratio, every three out of 10 white people that are good, that's wonderful. But it's, I'll say it's not enough. And I'm not saying it's not enough because I'm not satisfied. It's not enough in that the other seven, if you will, if you divide out this group out into thirds, there are a third of people that have nothing but good intentions, nothing but kind hearts. They don't see color. They see you for the person you are. That's wonderful. But can I expect, you know, the next third, which that third is, yeah, they may not be racist and they may think it's wrong, but they sit around like bumps on a log and do absolutely nothing. It's just simply not my problem. Then the bottom third, if you will, are the racist bastards. You know, and I, frankly speaking, I have more respect for them because at least I know where they're coming from, mm -hmm. per se. And the problem is you've got 70% of these this group that is literally in position to do something and doing nothing. One, because of absolute hate and ignorance. And the other is just because they're apathetic and very liberal, liberal with the, uh, hear it all the time. Like, well, you know, when I was growing up, we weren't, we, we couldn't say that word. And, you know, we heard that word growing up and this and that, and it's just an ugly word. What I didn't hear was what the hell you did about the people that were saying the ugly words. Mm -hmm. That's what I didn't hear. You know, and, and if you're quick to say, well, it's all over with, but you know that people like that still exist, people still act a fool, it hasn't gotten that much better simply because a man got into the White House. It hasn't gotten that much better simply because, you know, we can go in places. We don't have split bathrooms and split water fountains, and they're not sticking dogs on us. It's mortgage approvals or loan approvals in general. It's what the bank does. They've had to change it so much so that you have to do loans online now. 
online, they don't they, they, they don't distinguish. Mm-hmm. They don't make a distinction online, so to speak. I mean, demographic is demographic, and I mean, a loan choice online is is criteria based versus a loan choice when you're in front of an individual, you're in front of a person. That becomes a different story. So, and again, if that person falls within the bottom seventy percent, that's doing absolutely nothing, and but perpetuating, perpetuating by apathy or perpetuating by hatred, mm-hmm. and you've got this third that's doing okay, they're doing something. The best way I can describe it is this: Muhammad Ali was once quoted as saying, "You got ten thousand rattlesnakes coming near me, and those ten thousand rattlesnakes of those ten thousand rattlesnakes, a thousand meant me no harm. They're good people, salt of the earth." Um, Best intentions, whatever the case is. Here's the problem. You've got 9,000 others that have the worst intentions ever. Can I really trust or believe those 1,000 are going to be able to block the other 9,000? Can I really trust and believe that 100,000 white people who have the best intentions possible are going to stop the other million trying to kill them? No. So for him, it was better if he just closed the door to all of them. Mm-hmm. Now, with Billy Crystal, he developed friendship, and Robin Williams, and everybody else who's met him, he developed friendships, so to speak, over time because he got when he got older, he got a little wiser, he got a little looser. But that point of view, or at least what he's saying, makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's that's where I'm at. It's just that it's it's not enough that can, that, that are going to make a difference in doing things. And trust me, I've got damn good friends. Some of my best friends are quote you know insert laugh so to speak. But I have best friends that are white. One of the closest friends I've got, I've known him for nearly. 25 years, mm-hmm. 25 years. And he is in fact, either fought tooth and nail or fought against whites that were trying to hurt me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is right. appreciated. Yeah. But even still, he would stand with me if a thousand were trying to fight against me, but he is a rare occasion. He's actually gotten a chance to see it. I've got a few friends that are like that. The problem is once they get you to a point where you're outnumbered, once they get to a point where they family, ways that they can make life miserable for them. they get the person so caught up that, hey, you have to say, look, I understand if you can't do anything. It's the ones that can do something that don't, that are that are along the same lines as the people that want to do something to the most extreme, the most, the most heinous. That's the problem that I have. That's why that's my reality. That's one reason why that's my reality in Texas. But you may be, you may be surprised to know it wasn't the whites in Texas. No. I knew what I was getting into with them. I knew exactly what I was getting into with them. How severe it was going to be, time will tell, history will tell. It wasn't them. It was Believe the blacks? It, not, it was African Americans. Oh, wow. And not so much as racism against African Americans. It was this North and South dynamic. It was this dynamic of... I, 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 just to summarize, because I'm running my mouth. I've never been in a place that will give you your opinion and then be mad at you based on them giving your opinion <laughs> and then let, didn't, didn't let you finish what you had to say. It's I'm going to talk. You just listen. I'm also going to give you an opinion. Now I'm going to be upset at the opinion that I gave you. I'm going to be upset at you at the, the opinion that I gave you. And I didn't even listen to what you had to say. I don't like that kind of dynamic. I don't like those, that, 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 those mm-hmm. fights. Because we can do better. We we, we can do so much better. Oh, On yeah. Fronts, we can do so much better. But here, it's just, I've never been in a, in a state, and I've been to a lot of them. I mean, I've been to half, half the states 
in the United States and actually a considerable amount of time to get to know good people. I've never been in a state. I've never been in a state where they take pride not listening to anybody else, but then turn around and get upset because they're not listening. Well, you you're, you're setting the tone. You're mm-hmm. setting the tone. I, I, I just I've never been in a state where I <laughs> the majority of the people. They want you to hear them. They want you to listen. They've got an expression. You can tell a Texan, but not much. I can't tell you black or white how many people take pride in that. Well, you're basically saying we can't talk to you. We can't have open discussion. We can't have discourse. It has to be your way, the highway. We're not. If you're not Texan and you don't agree with us, that's a double whammy. Oh, two two. Out here. Those <laughs> and that that is the problem that I've had. Don't don't today. tell her I told you this, but then you do not want to talk to my mother. <laughs> Why is that? My my mom is that way. See that she's always been that way though. And you know, she's born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. But, but there if, are if few you, and far between. But, but if culture. you if you disagree with my mom, uh yeah, don't do it. Don't disagree with her. <laughs> don't do I mean, it. The thing is there's nothing wrong with discourse. There's nothing wrong with freedom of speech and freedom of opinion. I'm going to give my opinion. You're going to give yours. If you talk for five minutes straight, and this has been the most common thing, if you talk for five minutes straight and then it's my turn for right of reply and you literally have nothing to say, you have nothing to listen to topic or walked away from me, that's completely disrespectful. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. She's not going to do that. She's going to fight you to the nail <laughs> until you agree with her. <laughs> debate is fine, sweetie. Debate is perfectly fine. I don't have an issue with debate. The well, you, you know what? Is, it's not listening. My, the idea that you feel like you don't have to listen. Yeah. Yeah. I but understand. You want somebody to listen to you. Yeah, I understand. I understand that. But. Uh, My time is almost up, Jeremy, Uh, so I have to uh, wrap this episode up, Uh, but I I do thank y'all for being here. Jeremy, watch the show. (laughs) Watch the show, and then we'll be back again. Then I'll I'll bring this back again next year for African American Movie Month, and me and you will discuss it. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Yes, and uh, and Marlene, thank you so much for being here, girl. I know you're sick, and I just thank you for being here. I love you so much. Uh, I hope you get well soon. Uh, uh, nothing hurts on you right now, does it? Oh, my throat's killing me. Oh, I can't God. wait to. Oh my goodness. Oh. I can. Uh, I I drink some hot tea. I got like this cough drop in my in here right now, and. I don't know. Oh, like if I could hug you, I would. I would hug you so much. Just oh my gosh, because you didn't. You didn't even have to come on, Marlene. And I, I, I thank oh, I you. I, I thank you, and I love you. And we are out of time, but uh, next week uh, I will be discussing the blackening and barbarian. So until mm-hmm. next week, we will see you guys later. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.